Okay, uh, Bartek, so what are you what are you shipping uh, from humanitarian goods and where are you shipping it from? Um, generally, the humanitarian aid is coming from all over the world, but uh, we've noticed that the biggest volume, biggest cargo flow is coming from, uh, especially from USA and uh, from UK, uh, cooperating with SICO uh, Logistics. Uh, we handle most cargo going uh, from USA. Uh, we just uh, finished the last mile for uh, the air freight charter, the whole airplane, uh, 122 pallets, 35 tons, coming from uh, U.S. Uh, what city in the U.S.? Humanitarian aid. Uh, sorry? What, what city in the U.S. Uh, did it come from? Uh, generally, the donations were from uh, the whole, whole U.S. And uh, okay. um, you can find... Uh, all types of support, uh, starting from from uh, uh, chairs uh, up to uh, personal clothes, uh, uh, some uh, beds, uh, touristic beds, uh, wheelchairs, uh, really, really um, big help. And uh, what is important, everything is uh, really good, uh, controlled by SICO uh, at. Uh, um, U.S. site um, because all donators uh, or people uh, working for, for charity, they don't have any knowledge in uh, logistics and transportation. They do a lot to collect uh, a lot of goods, but thanks to a uh, big uh, involvement of SICO, especially in the U.S., um, uh, we are able to control the cargo flow and exact goods which are needed uh, in Ukraine. Uh, we use uh, Polish warehouses, and uh, uh, this is our small help in in a big SICO uh, uh, project, SICO uh, Care, where we can uh, do the last mile and uh, arrange all documentation, all uh, labels, uh, and uh, control the cargo which is going through the EU border to Ukraine, uh, mostly by trucks. Okay. Uh, Hello, Brian. Hey, Brian. Hey, uh, no worries. Uh, I just, I'm going to let you know right now, Brian, I got a meeting at 830. So we have 17 minutes. I kind of was just asking some questions. I want to record it. I have a copywriter that's going to put it all together kind of. Uh, so I was just, I was asking, uh, hopefully we could meet again some other time where we could actually talk for longer. I just unfortunately yeah. had this uh, meeting in 15 minutes, but uh, so Brian, I know that Seiko is doing a lot with uh Polish forwarding company and I was just, uh, asking Bart, where this, where did the plane come from? That the, the last one at 122 pallets, where did it uh, fly out of? Out of Chicago. Out of yeah. Chicago. Okay. Are you so? Are you consolidating in Chicago? Uh, your do you have a warehouse? Uh, no. So we we support uh, a lot of charities that have warehouses. A lot of them in the Midwest. Um, so uh, you know, but but it's also about where where can we find lift, right? So we support Airlink, which is a an amazing nonprofit that works with the airlines to find available capacity that the airlines then donate to Airlink and then subsequently to the charities that are donating humanitarian aid and relief um, for a lot of crises around the world, whether it's an earthquake in Haiti or a volcano in Tonga. Um, but they've really been mobilized since the, the war broke out. And um, so the warehouse may be in, um, in Missouri, but there was one time where we had to get two truckloads with team drivers to JFK because that's where the available capacity was. So yeah. um, the, the one in Chicago just worked out because, 
you know, the warehouse. Actually, no, that, that product was actually coming from Denver. So that was a massive operation to get those truckloads. Uh, there's a lot of truckloads from Denver to Chicago, okay. build up the plane in Chicago, and then, uh, you know, fly that, um, you know, into Europe, uh, I think, with the stopover uh, in Liège. So, um, Where was the stopover? In Liège, Belgium. Belgium, okay. It's like yeah. a cargo airport, I'm guessing. Yeah, exactly. Okay, and what airline uh, handled that? Uh, so that one was a charter. So that one was uh, Seco just chartered an aircraft. Really? Uh, most of the yeah, most of oh. the airfare that we're doing is uh, through Airlink or direct with the airlines. And the, I think the airlines that have probably been the most active in this have been United Airlines and Virgin Atlantic. Um, okay. They've been they've been absolutely amazing. They they've been working a lot with Airlink, uh, uh, working a lot with us. Uh, you know, and yeah, we're working on a project right now. More to come, but uh, um, you know, I, I'm I'm and the carriers here in the United States. You know, uh, we we actually had a movement uh, two weeks ago, um, and it was an urgent shipment. So uh, this often happens where there's available capacity from an airline in San Francisco and. There's, let's say, you know, 40 pallets that have to go immediately from Salt Lake to San Francisco. So we have to, you know, scramble, find team drivers on a Monday evening to make it by Wednesday a.m. lockout. Uh, and, you know, we were able to do it. And our Salt Lake team said, don't worry about the cost, you know. Uh, so okay. that was, you know, $7,500 that they just paid for. And we wow. had other trucking companies, you know, raise their hand and say, we'll cover this one. You know, whether it's forward air, um, Nolan Transportation Group, NTG, or or even Uber Freight. I mean, uh, the the you know, and the requests, by the way, are only getting bigger. Like this charter was recent, right? I think we're doing mm -hmm. another plane soon. So the requests are getting bigger. They used to be ten pallets, twelve pallets, fifteen pallets. Okay. Now they're like forty pallets or a hundred pallets. Like it's so we're we're seeing the mobilization, you know, accelerate. The number of charities involved has shrunk. But that's because now it's really just the charities that know how to ship internationally that are really good at fundraising and getting donors and consolidating and getting product ready for air freight, right? You have to have the document, uh, uh, declaration of donation, the commercial invoice, the shipper's letter of instructions. Like you have to have all of that dialed, dialed in. And these these charities know how to do it. They know how to build air freight pallets. They know how to label correctly. Um, it's uh, so so we're seeing them scale up their operations and humanitarian aid relief. Okay. Uh, I'm curious, how much the charter costs? Do you know, uh, Brian, how, how much? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, um, of course, if you're doing a charter from, you know, China to the U.S. right now, right? Like yeah. that's, that's going to be crazy prices, you know, probably north of a million, but really? know, these charters, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but these charters going from just U.S. to Europe, um, and, and I think a lot of the companies know that, you know, this is for humanitarian aid relief. So I think there's, it's not as you don't see like the market rate. You see something. Sure. So um, it, I, I, I don't know uh, what the final cost was, but we were getting quotes that were kind of anywhere between 250 to 400,000 okay. or 500,000. Depends on which plane type, which aircraft type, you know, sure. you can fit more pallets in one versus the other. And, um, you know, a lot of the converted uh, planes are kind of going away, right? Like the passenger conversion. So yeah. um, it's going back to kind of cargo only. And, you know, and I have to say, you know, the Polish forwarding company through all of this, it doesn't matter if it's coming from the UK where we put it on trucks or if it's coming from Seattle or Chicago or Miami, 
if it's even, you know, because we'll we'll even fly to, to to Brussels, to London, to Munich, to Vienna, um, and uh, ideally Warsaw. But sometimes you know the U.S. airlines, where the seats they go is you know, let's say Munich and um, Polish Forwarding Company. They take it from there. It doesn't matter okay. where it's going. Okay, um, they take the ownership. They work twenty four seven. Polish Forwarding Company has been amazing, uh, and so. Uh, there's going well, well above the uh, so many movements going on in America. Like you need team drivers, and then here in Europe, you need an ASAP. Uh, I have a couple questions. Hopefully, we could squeeze in here. If not, we could always uh, maybe meet again like tomorrow, but uh, or later on today. So, uh, one of them is uh, how do you know exactly what to get? Does uh, Bart tell you, Brian, like, hey, I need this is what I need? Like, how does the organ the the whole cycle of that work? Because there's so many people in between everywhere. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it used to be, you know, but we would tell him, hey, this is coming, right? Like, um, and, and it usually it was like the day before, right? Because okay. everything was very urgent. Mm-hmm. Now we're getting to the point where we have Bart uh, actually join on calls uh, with the nonprofit to talk about options and to talk about timelines. Because, for example, now um, with a lot of fuel depots being hit in Ukraine, uh, there's a fuel shortage. And yeah. that's creating longer lines at the border, along with additional travel restrictions for the truck drivers. So, you know, we have to add on some lead time. And, and so Bart and, and the team in Ukraine, they're able to kind of advise like, hey, this is a better option. You know, hey, if, you, if it's faster for you to get to Munich, actually, it's, we can do that from there. And Mm-hmm. So it, they're more involved on the front end and actually building out what that solution looks like. Because when we're talking about 50 pallets, 100 pallets, 150 pallets, it becomes not a shipment. It becomes a solution because that's a lot of coordination. It's a lot of trucks. And, um, you know, and, and just one, one thing can, you know, derail the, the whole thing, right? One pallet sure. that's a little too high, one extra pallet, one document missing, you know. So yeah. uh, the, more, the more they're involved on the front end, um, the better it is uh, for the entire solution. Sure. But at the beginning, it was very much like, here you go. You know? yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, they, and, they, and they helped out every time. So it, we, we're trying to make things a little bit be easier and smoother. Definitely. And then uh, we, need to, we need to be very proactive uh, because, uh, because the help is very wide and uh, we are in touch with the uh, Ukraine embassy as well uh, to control uh, if anything is in high need or not. And, and uh, okay. the whole SECO team is... Uh, also reading news, uh, looking also for uh, official uh, data, uh, put it on um, our governmental sites. And uh, from th- this, this, this part is, is uh, really well prepared. Okay. Everything is under good control. And then when, when it's in Poland, Bart, uh, do you bring it into your warehouse uh, and consolidate it somehow? Like, how does it get to Ukraine and where does it go in Ukraine? Uh, just like a like short example, we, we received 122 pallets uh, we had to take this to, to our warehouse to sort it out. Uh, how, in Warsaw, how okay. we how we have to uh, pack on uh, on the trucks and uh, put the uh, correct labels, prepare documentation because we had we had to divide this for the trucks and uh, each truck sure. uh, need to have uh, the separated documentation and because everything is on control on the border and everything has to be uh, prepared before it, it will reach uh, the border. And uh, thanks yeah. to. Uh, you know, we, we don't have anything uh, unexpected. Everything is planned. Everything is uh, uh, well provided. And uh, it's uh, really a big pleasure to cooperate with SECO uh, under this uh, really unique project, SECO Care. Sure. It's well, really great. 
Bart, what cities do you go to in Ukraine when you go from Poland, uh, from Warsaw? What cities Kiev. do you go? Kiev. And, Kiev, okay. but mostly Kiev. And then how much How much does that cost, Warsaw to Kiev? How much would you pay a trucking company? Oh, it very depends on the situation. Before the war, it was 1,000, 1,200. Now, yeah. thanks to the, thanks of course, to the war and the yeah. situation with the fuel, etc., and the lack of uh, the truckers, it's uh, sometimes it's three thousand, sometimes it's two thousand five hundred, sometimes okay. it's four thousand. There is no regular price. You Are these all truck sure. by truck? Yeah. 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 Are these all Ukrainian? Ukrainian? I'm sorry. No, 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 no. There's a, a lot of Polish truckers. There's a, a lot, lot of Polish truckers. Okay. Yeah, for for Ukraine, of course, we partly use Ukrainian, but uh, it's not easy to get Ukrainian trucker. You know, each man has to be has to stay in Ukraine. Okay. Uh, they have to protect the country. Sure. And then in, the, in these last 122 pallets just came in uh, to Poland. What was the majority? If you could tell me like, the five most like shipped items uh, in the last large airplane. Brian, <laughs> what's, what's the majority? Oh, uh, gosh. Um, it was a good mix. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was a good mix. But, but, you know, most of what we're doing from the U.S. is uh, uh, medical supplies. So, okay. Um, you know, a lot of what we did from the UK was more for kind of the supplements, etc. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on the border or yeah, from, from the US, it was just uh, it, on that point in particular, it was anywhere between bandages, gauze, syringes, um, supplements. Uh, you know, I think there was some medical equipment on there too, um, uh, hospital beds as well. Um, you know, it, it was wheelchairs. A, yeah, mm-hmm. wheelchairs. Okay. So, you know, it's really just, for, and, and this shipment in particular was for Project Cure. Uh, so Project Cure, we actually worked with during COVID, um, supplying PPE for frontline medical workers. And uh, now they're, you know, helping out with the, the, the effort and, you know, donating as much medical equipment, medical supplies as they can. We focused initially on things like tourniquets and gauze and, um, you know, military first aid kits, uh, mm-hmm. but it really expanded to be the whole healthcare system, right? Because you know, it's still, even though there's 5 million left, there's 35 million there. And when the healthcare system has such a shock like this, so imagine people have diabetes, they have, you know, cancer, they have, um, you know, uh, the common cold or the flu, uh, <clears throat> cut, you know, cuts and scrapes, you know, the, the entire healthcare system has been, you know, given the shock. Yeah. And so make it safe for everyone, all c- civilians in Ukraine, uh, in Ukraine, you know, all this is all these medical supplies are needed everywhere from, you know, uh, Kharkiv to Kiev to uh, Lviv mm-hmm. and, and everywhere in between. Sure. And uh, Brian, do you know what the value of the 122 pallets were or, or Bart? <clears throat> do you know? <laughs> it's probably. Oh, what was the value? Uh, That's a good question. I'm guessing was, with all the medical supplies and hospital beds and all that stuff, it, it must have been very high. Yeah, yeah, I, I imagine it would be, but you know, all of it is donated. So, uh, um, but also, it, it was, I'm just wondering if it's donated, does it show like this still shows up in the value of cargo when you're shipping it, just in case insurance? Yeah, yeah there's a declaration yeah. of donation, so it just says, okay, that, you know, yes. it's donated. There's no commercial invoice for that. Oh, got it. Okay. We can more or less suppose that the value, but um, yeah. it, really, sure. uh, it, it uh, nobody cares, it's, it's uh, about the health. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The worth is uh, one hundred thousand or five hundred thousand US. It doesn't matter. Sure. It's, it's uh, the point uh, that we know that this is really uh, high requested cargo, and uh, we need to provide this as soon as possible. Sure. 
That's uh, this is very interesting. I, I wish I had more time today, but what I what I like about this is that this could be a potentially like a topic I could rewrite about uh, and give updates on. Uh, so, like today, I, I unfortunately had this meeting, but uh, if we could, I'm going to get this written up. I'm going to send it over to Freight Waves, um, and then we could like do another one where we do like an update on what's going on, like what's changed since we talked last time. And I think that'd be that'd be cool because it is interesting. Uh, I don't think I, there, there's been some publicity on, on Seco on Freddy's, but it seems like a lot of the publicity is kind of just like about the war in general has kind of dropped, right? People have kind of, kind of like, you know, are, are living their day to day without it, without thinking yeah. about it. And, and we've only ramped up since then. It's, it's really, you yeah. know, yeah, it's crazy. We're actually doing another project now out of Chicago, um, that I'll make sure that you get the, uh, the release done. So um, it involves uh, teddy bears. So again, okay. we do mostly medical equipment, but we're doing a special exception and we have an airline that is working with us. So um, we're, we're having a call today just to see if we can use their name and, um, and that'll be a, a, spe- a very special project for us because, you know, uh, it is about hope as well. So yeah. And, good Definitely. Brian, you were, were you in Poland last month or a month? No, no, I was in, I was in Europe. So I was with Bart in, uh, in Spain for a Europe meeting. So. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Must've been fun. And, and I'll be, I'll be back in uh, London, uh, in two weeks. Uh, and, uh, yeah, maybe Bart, I'll, I'll make a trip out to, to Warsaw to visit both of you guys. But we'll, we'll <laughs> Yeah. How about we visit you in London? <laughs> why not? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> totally. Uh, yeah, this is awesome. I uh, I'm actually going to be in Chicago most of the summer, Brian. I'm gonna, July seventh to August twenty fourth, going with my uh, my girlfriend. So I'll okay. be around. Well, I will be uh, in Europe. Uh, my wife is from Italy, so okay. And and we have a lot of European operations uh, and about to do more in Bert. Um, but uh, so I'll be there. I'll be in Europe between uh, I think the the tenth and the. August tenth, but then I'm, I'm back in Chicago for like most of August. So okay, um, I miss cool. you in July. I'll see you in uh, in, in awesome, cool. Sounds good. Uh, well, but thank you both of you for your time today. I know it was quick and short, but I got a lot in where we could write an article out, and then we could be in uh, in contact and get some more stuff going. All right, sounds good. Cool, awesome. Thank you. See ya. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye.